Hello and welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm not. I'm Best Boy Justin. <laughs> and today's episode is our third seasonal anime breakdown. That's right, Best Boy Dan. We are going to be going over all of the shows for this spicy summer season. What to watch, what not to watch. And maybe most importantly, what not to watch in public. But before that, we're going to dive into some news as well as a brief primer on Kyoto Animation Studios. Let's get into it. Alrighty, welcome back, best buds. Uh, today we're going to start off by talking a, a little bit about Kyo Annie, which is how we kind of colloquially refer to Kyoto Animation. Um, for those who are not aware, um, they have some some heavy hitters in their lineup of shows that they've worked on. Oh yeah, um, and I think you're more familiar with the first one, Full Metal Panic. Fumofu? So, yeah, Full Metal Panic. Uh, Fumofu is actually a spinoff of Full Metal Panic. It's okay. like where they take the whole action part out and it's just a shoujo, which is interesting. Oh, okay, that's um, kind of cool. Yeah, so, but, like Slime Diaries. Yeah, sort of. And then they, they also did the second season of Full Metal Panic, which is called Second Raid. I think they also maybe did the third one. I don't remember. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Uh, they also did The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, which uh, I can appreciate but have mixed feelings about if you ever make me watch eight episodes of the exact same thing happening over and over again, I will be unhappy. Um, they've done the infamous Lucky Star, which is kind of like a music uh, anime. They did Clanad, which is like a tearjerker like romance uh, show. K-On, another music one. Nichijo, which uh, is supposed to be like a slice of life, I'm pretty sure, like one of the like big ones. Yeah. Um, Love, Chunibyo, and Other Delusions, which you've told me I need to watch. It's fantastic. Um, what's, movie, it's got a movie, too. It's what's great. the basic premise of that one? So basically, for those of you who don't know, Chunibyo is a word, it's a Japanese word that basically it's a rough translation would be like middle school syndrome. So it refers to people who like live in like a delusional world and like they think they're anime characters and they're like, <laughs> yeah, and, like think about like that kid in middle school you knew who ran around like Naruto like all the time. Oh my God. Well, yeah. I don't think Naruto is no, thing, but you, you know, school. like the kid who would pretend it to be Goku. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the person like powering up on the yeah. ground. So that's called Chinibio, and basically, this story is about a kid who used to be like that, and like he enters high school, and he's like, he's like, finally, I can start my life over again, like away from my dark past. But he runs into this other girl who is still very much in this phase. And she kind of, like, becomes attached to him for reasons that become apparent throughout the show. And, like, so he kind of has to juggle this whole thing where, like, he likes this girl, but, like, he also doesn't want people to know that he used to be... I think his, his like, his moniker was, like, the dark, evil dragon <laughs> lord or something like that. Um... But she, like, knew him as that, so that's why oh, she, Oh, that's great. Yeah, so... I it, do need to watch that. That sounds right up It's a alley. really great show. It's really interesting. Uh, it's a nice take on the genre, but uh, one of my one of my favorites from Kyoto Animation. Yeah, they also did uh, Free, which is a gorgeous show. Like, the yeah. animation in that show is amazing, and also the uh, ED is, like, one of the best out there. Yeah, and I think that also kind of goes to show, like, the kind of breadth oh, of, yeah. like, style that this studio has. They've done everything from, like... Your typical shonen action. Mm -hmm. They've done romance. They've done sports. You know, all sorts of stuff. Slice Literally of life. everything. Um, 
they also did uh, potentially one of our favorite animes, which is Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. We're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, once we get into the meat and potatoes, um, since season two is out now, and it is just as good as season one so far. Mm -hmm. Um, And they did Violet Evergarden, which I know is high on both mine and Best Boy Justin's list. Absolutely. Um, So really, really kind of... uh, an insane lineup of shows um and and of all of the animation studios uh really interesting kind of like foundation and and um kind of history behind it yeah so kyoto animation was co-founded in 1981 by married couple yoko and hideaki hata uh it became a it became an llc in 1985 and a corporation in 1999 uh, so Yoko Hata, who serves as the company's vice president, had worked as a painter at Mushi Production until she moved to Kyoto after marrying her husband, who now serves as the president. Uh, the company logo originates from the kanji Kyo, uh, the first character of Kyoto, um, and Kyoto Animation has become recognized for its high production values and sensitivity to the wonders and quandaries of ordinary life. I think that's an interesting point, too, because like if you think about all of those shows we listed, like they they take the time to kind of marvel and revel in like the some of the small things yeah. um that you know just kind of get glanced over in stories but they really highlight and and make more impactful uh in the stories that this animation studio tells absolutely and uh, unlike most animation studios the company's employees are salaried rather than being freelance workers uh which is one of the major reasons i really like this uh this animation studio and they're all trained in house um, so these practices have been cited as encouraging employees to focus on frame quality rather than production quotas. Um, the company has received praise for the positive treatment of its staff and was honored by Women in Animation with its Diversity Award in 2020 for its efforts in creating a gender-balanced workforce and encouraging women to enter the industry. This is huge for the animation industry. Like, yeah. um, I we were just uh, talking about a story last week um, where they were paying people. What was it like a hundred and forty dollars? Like yeah, it was it was a very like a week or something for like animation. Yeah, it was very very low. I don't remember the exact number, but, but it was it, throughout the industry. Like it, there is an issue with paying animators what their work is worth, and and Kyoto Animation is one of those studios that's really doing the right thing. Yeah, they really are. It, they're an, uh, an amazing studio, and that's what kind of makes what I have to talk about next a little more you know galling um but on the morning of july 18th in 2019 an arson fire at uh, kyoto animation's first studio in fushimi killed 36 people including directors yasuhiro takemoto and yoshiji kigami uh, and injured 34 others including the suspect to varying degrees destroying most of the building's materials and computers uh, the suspect 41 year old shinji alba later admitted to committing the attack um, so this is probably where, you know, if a lot of you are familiar with Kyoto Animation, if you're not, like, super plugged into the anime world, because I think this one actually did break the the, yeah. you know, the national news cycle for a little bit. Um, but yeah, this... Uh, it's this really tragic. Very tragic, very, you know, very uh, sad, really, to see such a wonderful studio with such a, you know, history of treating its workers really well. Um have something like this happen but you know we're really glad to kind of report that they are back they yeah. you know they're uh, i think dragon maid is their first release. their first thing back yeah yeah ever since the fire uh, they're back they're just as good as they ever were um so you know that's something to take heart in and uh, you know really be proud of about this studio yeah and i think you know there's only kind of one way 
as it stands right now, other than like, you know, getting on Twitter and saying stuff. But right now it's, you know, put your money where your mouth is, like support studios like this. Give give any of the shows we listed a chance. Um, you know they're all worth it. I yeah. mean, you know every, every show that I've ever watched from Kyoto Animation yeah. has been good. I haven't. There has not been one that I have disliked. Um, other than eight episodes of Harley. Yeah, that will that one I haven't seen, so I can't vouch for that one. The rest but, of the show is great, but eight eight episodes are the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that kind of uh, that kind of wraps up our little history of Kyoto Animation um, and kind of why it's a studio we wanted to highlight for you know this little episode do something a little different for the beginning of this uh this new seasonal anime episode uh you got anything uh anything left on this one best boy dan no i think uh it's time to check in with studio w-e-e-b for some anime news you did the thing i did the thing thing. i I usually do i didn't fuck it up you didn't (laughs) all right best buds welcome to anime news and the first thing we're going to talk about today is the live-streamed Konosuba channel from Isekai Museum releasing a special announcement last week that production on a new Konosuba, God's blessing on this wonderful world anime, has been greenlit. A a new Konosuba project? Uh, No, it does specifically say... Oh, it says anime? It says anime, but it doesn't (laughs) say whether it's going to be a TV show or a movie. Yeah. Um, But the staff asked fans to be patient for more information coming later on. Uh, this is huge and very exciting news, hopefully meaning that a new season of the show is on its oh, way. Please. I can't imagine they would do two movies in a row. Like, it has to be another season. Um, it <laughs> there has will be to riots. Be. Um, Though but, any new Konosuba is a good Konosuba. Yeah, I mean, that, that's not just, the movie was great, yeah. like, for a lot of reasons. But I want another season of the show. Um, but the first season released in January 2016, followed by season two one year later. And then uh, The Legend of Crimson movie in August 2019. Uh, the light novel series that serves as the source material for the show ended in its 17th volume oh, in May 2020. So I didn't yes, know that. the source material is up, but there is still plenty of it to go for at least one more season. I mean, yeah, uh, I I just want more Konosuba. I love yeah. that show so much. I was actually just thinking about that show earlier today because Best Boy Mike sent a meme to the group chat earlier uh, that was a Kon- that had Konosuba. Um, it had uh, um, uh, what's his name. The main character. I always say Subaru, but it's not Subaru. <laughs> not Subaru. Yeah, that's good enough. It, it had not Subaru uh, in it. And I was like, you need to watch that show. Um, but anyway, moving on to our next piece of anime news. Uh, I know what you best buds out there were thinking. You were thinking, hey, it's time for the seasonal anime episode. There's no possible way Best Boy Justin's <laughs> going to talk about Gundam this week. You're wrong. The, we're talking about it in the news. I mean, this is my fault. I definitely You did best this, Boy Best Boy Justin. Did. I would have found it if you... You think I wouldn't have found it? I know. I, listen, I know. Uh, but Bandai Namco Online has revealed a new project called Gundam Evolution, a first-person shooter game that will launch next year in multiple countries and regions in the world. Uh, players will pilot mobile suits from the franchise, each with its own unique uh, capabilities, in speedy, immersive, six versus six online battles. I mean, that sounds fun as hell. Yeah, the trailer looks really interesting. Uh, speedy and immersive seem like a very accurate uh, descriptor. There's a lot of dashing and dodging about. Um, it's a little bit reminiscent almost of like the kind of movement mechanics you saw. Did you ever play Armored Core? Um, well, if any of you ever played Armored Core, it's similar to that. There's like your 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 you know your mobile suit like moves and it runs, but like you get dashes and dodges and stuff like that. Okay. Um, there's you know it has a really interesting HUD display, which is you know part of the first person perspective. Um, the game will be available for Windows 10, free to play with fees for items. Hopefully, they're referring to cosmetics and not pay to win content because that would be a huge bummer. 
Um, but there are 12 mobile suits currently listed as available to play on the game's website. The RX-78-2 Gundam, Zaku-2, Sazabi, Jim Sniper-2, Dom Trooper, Gun Tank, Pale Rider, Gundam Barbatos, yeah. The Methus, The Ashimar, The Turn-A Gundam, and The Jim. Um, Question. Yes. What about the Windmill Gundam? No. No Windmill Gundams. Maybe downloadable. Maybe that'll be DLC. Um, I, I do, will pay for that. <laughs> I imagine that uh, there will they will release more mobile suits on like a regular, like maybe even a seasonal basis, like kind of similar to how Apex Legends does it. Oh, that's a new good. season. You get a yeah. new like Gundam that you can buy, um, and I think that's a pretty neat list for the launch. We you get mobile suits from several of the different Gundam timelines. They're all represented, um, though it is of course heavily weighted towards the UC, as things these things tend to be. Um, but I am particularly su- uh, surprised and quite pleased to see the Turn A Gundam on this list because it's one that's not like it's not the one you think of when you think of Gundam because mm-hmm. you don't no one ever remembers the Mustache Gundam. Oh, it's the Mustache. That's Gundam. the Mustache Gundam. All right. Yeah, that's um, gonna be my main. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm super excited for this one. Um, I am super excited for Attack on Titan. Aren't we all? Um, but that's not what I'm going to talk about specifically today not the new season uh i'm gonna talk about how it was the third most watched tv series in japan on streaming services in 2021 so far which is interesting for a couple of reasons one it was only like half of or like part of the season like it started airing in 2020 um so it wasn't even like a full like you know 13 episodes this year Mm -hmm. um and that's just tv series that's not just anime like it is the third most popular thing and that's on streaming and that has to include loki you know captain uh or the winter soldier Mm -hmm. falcon one um all the marvel stuff everything else that's come out on streaming that's pretty wild well it's also wild considering like even you know like yes all those big big name hollywood kind of things that are out right now but also the fact that there are a lot of big anime out right now so like you have like you know you had the conclusion of black clover came out in 2021 oh yeah um you have my hero boruto's releasing these are all huge like highly watched shows that just the tail end of season of (laughs) attack on titan is beating out you know so that's i think that's pretty incredible um, the other story I want to talk about this week uh, is that we're going to get some very interesting uh, stage plays uh, streamed in August. So Naruto, My Hero Academia, and Sailor uh, Moon stage plays w- have been announced to stream. Uh, Live Viewing Japan announced on Wednesday that uh, it will stream three 2.5D stage play programs from August 6th to August 26th, including Live Spectacle Naruto, My Hero Academia, The Ultra Stage, and Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, the musical Nagizaka 46 version 2019. I think that just means like the version that came out in 2019. Right. Uh, tickets are available on the company's website for viewers in the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, and Singapore. Sorry to all the best buds uh, in other countries. Um, check out our VPN sponsor. We don't have a VPN sponsor. We should, though. We should get a sponsor. VPN sponsor us. <laughs> um, 
Live Spectacle Naruto ran in 2015. My Hero Academia, the Ultra Stage, uh, ran in 2019. And Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, the musical, uh, is a 2019 run of the stage play, which originally ran in 2018. 2.5D is the term used for stage plays that mostly adapt anime, manga, and game properties. Um, Listen, I used to work in theater. Broadway producers, if you are listening... Bring us some anime. Yeah, for real. To I Broadway. <laughs> um, we're definitely missing that here in the States. But, you know, honestly, this sounds pretty awesome. I think I'm going to check at least one of them out because I just want to see what uh, Naruto stage play is like. Um, yeah. I dig it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so our kind of final piece of news here today, uh, we did want to talk briefly about... Um, the misfit of Demon King Academy's manga artist, uh, Kaya Haruka, uh, has passed away on July 6th. Uh, the author's family did uh, hold a private funeral, and uh, while Square Enix's announcement did not include a cause of death, uh, Kaya Haruka had been suffering from pancreatic cancer since at least uh, 2019. Uh, so definitely pour one out for a real one here. Um, this is a, you know, very sad news, of course. Yeah. Um... But, you know, on that note, we're going to go ahead and uh, move on to the meat and potatoes of our show. Uh, but, you know, what do you think about the news? What do you think about Kyoto Animation? Are you going to watch any of the shows that we listed if, out? If, here's here's my question for you, Best Buds. If you could adapt any anime into a stage play, which stage play would it be? Yeah, let us know. Hit us up at thebestboyspod at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. I'm going to pour more scotch. Yeah, meat and potatoes, sound plays. No. Mm-hmm. We have a meat and potato sound? That'd be great. We should probably come up with one at some point. Yeah. Meat and potatoes. Don't, don't, <laughs> I swear to God. If you clip that. I was like, oh, Justin, you have to record it. And then I realized I have it. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you ever in your life use that audio clip. Meat and potatoes. Meat and potato. Meat and potato. Welcome to the Meat and Potatoes here, Best Buds, and you know what time it is. It's 2021, the summer episode. Yay. You know what? This is, as much work as these are, these tend to be some of my favorite episodes to make, because our job just becomes watching a lot of anime. It was good. I think as far as, as far as, you know, this being the third iteration of this one, it's been one of the easier ones, because we have the process down, and also there's so much less anime. Oh my god. Well, the first one was just kind of like a cluster F, because, like... It was like our third episode, first of all. It was our third episode. Uh, No, it was our second episode. It was our second episode. And it was just like, we didn't have any organization to it. So it was just watch as much anime as possible. And the winter and the spring seasons were packed. Yeah. This season is not as crazy. There's some good stuff. There's some, like, excellent stuff. There's a lot of returning shows. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like... This is finally a season where I'll be able to like catch up on some old stuff too. Yeah, that's what I was actually thinking about as we were watching some anime earlier. I was like, I was like, you know what? Once this episode comes out, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna finish Mars Red. You know? Yeah. Well, you and I. I'm gonna finally watch. um, We had time to watch. uh, We had time to watch an episode of Yuru Camp, which we've been moving very, very slowly through. Yeah, we've been watching like an episode a month. (laughs) 
Yeah, um, um, but it was nice to be able to, to watch that again. We yeah. just haven't had time with everything else. Which isn't, you know, I always say more anime is a good thing. <laughs> but for the purposes of these episodes, it was nice to, like... These are champagne problems. <laughs> yeah, it, it was nice to, like, in the middle of last week, I was thinking about this episode. I was like, oh, how much more stuff do I have to watch to be caught up? And I was like, oh, I only have a couple more episodes. Like, I don't have to, like, panic. I can watch one a day and I'll be fine. Yeah. So, you know, it was good. Um so but yeah, I, tell us about our first one. Yeah, so we're gonna start off with uh, we're gonna start off with new anime first. We'll talk about the returning stuff later. Uh, but at the top of our list here, we have the detective is already dead, streaming on Funimation, coming from Studio NG, uh, who also did Uzaki Chan and Full Dive. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the synopsis and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, middle school student Kimizuka Kimihiko finds himself on a plane against his will after a series of strange crises, incidents that seem to have plagued the young boy throughout his life. Even stranger than that is the announcement, is there a detective on board? Almost as if she was expecting this, the beautiful woman next to him raises her hand and identifies herself as the legendary Detective Siesta. <laughs> Ignoring his objections, Siesta enlists Kimizuka as a sidekick and sets off to stop a hijacking in progress. Uh, thus begins the story of a detective and her young sidekick traveling the world in pursuit of the shadowy organization Space. 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 <laughs> At least until tragedy strikes and tears them apart. Um, first of all, this one had a 40 minute, first, uh, 40 minute long first episode. Which there are two this season, which is wild. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this one did a better job of having the 40 minute long episode than the, second, uh, the one we're going to talk about later did. Um, that being said... Uh, I watched the first, like, two or three episodes of this show. It's okay. Um, it definitely does have a very dramatic turn at the end of the first episode. But, um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's not grab. It's not grabbing me the way I thought this show might. Um, but I'll probably keep watching it. It's pretty interesting. Um, it's got really good art style. I'll say that much for it. Okay. Yeah, maybe the story will, will get, uh, you know, a little more engaging in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, I have one that's... Uh... A pretty engaging story. Um, this is from JC Staff, who you may know from their work on Food Wars, One Punch Man, Konosuba. I mean, who's heard of that one? Yeah. Uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Which I want to give another shot, by the way. I've been thinking about that. Lately. You know what? The first season's pretty decent. Uh, I need to watch the third season. I haven't mm -hmm. seen that yet. Um, and uh, Way of the House Husband. Sad. <laughs> um, but this show uh, is streaming on Funimation, and it's how the realistic, uh, the realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. Um, and, and I dig it so far. It's an, it's an isekai. Um, but the basic plot starts off with Kazuya Soma's grandpa dying, saying to start a family and take care of them. Uh, he then just suddenly gets summoned to another world because, of course, uh, it's an isekai world and everyone lives on one continent. Uh, ten years ago, demons started invading and now the demon lord rules like the top like third of the landmass. Uh, and one wealthy country is essentially able to keep them at bay. Um, as such, they demand taxes from all the surrounding nations to kind of like pay for their protection. Um the one nation that the hero gets summoned into uh, was summoned there because they could no longer afford to pay the taxes. But fortunately, they, were, uh, they had have the ability to summon a hero. So it was like written into their contract that, you know, they could hand over a summoned hero as like a payment. Um, being, you know, very astute, our hero realizes that like they're essentially giving up any leverage they have, like should they need to pay taxes the next round by sending him over there he's also very concerned that they're gonna like operate on him <laughs> or mm -hmm. something so in the move of self-preservation he's like 
let me see your books if I can like work it out to where we can like pay for um, the taxes then you don't have to send me of course he does such a good job of this that the king of the land says cool you're the king now also here's my daughter's hand in marriage uh, and then off they go kind of taking a very realistic approach to fixing the economics of this kind of struggling nation. Um, there's like a food shortage going on. It's, it kind of reminds me of bookworm in mm -hmm. the, or ascendance of a bookworm um, in the sense that it's like the one thing that I always think about myself when it comes to anime is like, I would totally use my knowledge of like modern day to like benefit these like medieval worlds that everyone gets summoned into like bookworm made like yeah. conditioner and sold it. Meanwhile, he's like, you know, our people are starving. We're going to sell off all the family jewels. And they're like, wait, why would you sell off like all of our like stuff? And he's like, no, no, no. I sold off all the stuff. We didn't need anything of like, cultural or historical significance we're going to put into a museum and charge people to see so we have reoccurring revenue and they're like oh that's smart see this is this is this is what i always think about when i think about like isekai is like if i were isekai i'd be useless like i'd be i would be as useless as the other people in the isekai world i don't know how to make just soap or shampoo i don't know how to balance a checkbook i can fight a little bit that's it oh i know how to make beer yeah, that, there well, we go. They know they know how to do that already. Yeah. Well, usually. maybe what what if they didn't? You, you know, we could have my like I was reincarnated as the <laughs> brewery master for this oh my town, God. and my wife is a demon lord. Yeah, that sounds about like your uh, isekai right there. Write it for me. Um, but what I will say is, if you are into isekais, but you know you're not looking for like an action like one this is has a pretty interesting story and just is a a fresh take on the genre which is kind of hard to find these days yeah i would i, I think i might give this one a shot i think you would really like it best solely like because a friend of mine actually because you were you, you compared it to bookworm bookworm is good and a friend of mine actually described bookworm in a in a very interesting way the other day he said it was aggressively charming it is aggressive. And I'm like, charming. okay, all right. I like that. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, the next anime on our list is Remake Our Life, streaming on Crunchyroll, coming from Studio Feel. Uh, they did Tsukiga Kire and uh, my teen romantic comedy Snafu. Um, and just when it seems like things might be turning around for 28-year-old former salaryman turned failed game designer after his studio goes out of business, the new studio he ended up with on a whim also lays, a, lays off its staff. Dejected, disappointed, and newly unemployed, Kyoya is forced to return to his old room at his parents' house. He falls asleep, regretting the fact that he was too cowardly to attend the art college he was accepted into years ago, wondering if things might have been different. When he wakes up, however, Kyoya discovers that he'll have a chance to find out, because he's somehow traveled back in time ten years and is off to art school. I have four things to say about this. Four, okay. <laughs> Number one, uh, this is another case of Tokyo Revengers when it comes to, like, time travel that yeah. it's just like where the fuck did it come from how did it happen we're never gonna get answers for it mm. uh number two uh this is the other 40 minute episode number yes. three they use that 40 minutes just to like kind of set up how shitty his life they is. really do it's, it's kind just of a like, bummer it's like bummer after bummer because it's like oh i followed my dreams i went to like make video games and then like uh, I couldn't, and so I gave up. And then as soon as he gives up, like, he has this chance run in with this, like, 
video game like producer that he like loves works for like he starts working at the studio he's doing a great job like he's achieving all of his dreams and then it all falls apart Mm -hmm. on him and it's like why are we watching like this horrible like yeah, like they basically they spend 40 minutes making you depressed <laughs> and then the last thing is the only other note i wrote for this was yogurt opie yeah you guys may have to watch <laughs> to figure out what that is um but no i you know listen i this show i i don't think it it did a good job of using its 40 minute time for the first episode the second episode is better I do have some problems with the plot. Like you mentioned, the time travel mechanic is unexplained so far. Um, But they do actually... It does kind of... Like him using his like latent knowledge of the future um, does actually come up as a complication in, I think it's the third episode. Okay. Um, And it's it's interesting enough that I will continue watching it. Okay. Well, you let me know if it it continues to be good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the next one up is actually one that's not out yet, but it's one that I'm very, very I'm excited, very excited for. about, too. This is probably the one I was, like, probably second most excited for this season. Um, and that is The Great Jahi Will Not Be Defeated, which will be streaming on Crunchyroll starting August 1st. Uh, this comes to us from Silverlink, uh, who did My Life as a Villainous and Mitsubishi Colors. I think they also... Did they also do Bofuri? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I don't have that listed, but... Um, the a little bit of the, the synopsis. Once respected as the demon realm's second greatest authority, the demon king's aide, Jahi, ruled her subjects with fear. But when a magical girl attacks and destroys a mystic gem containing massive power, the demon realm is destroyed. Although she survives, Jahi has lost almost all of her powers and finds herself stranded in the human world with a childlike appearance. In order to gather more mystic gems so that she can permanently restore both her original form and the demon realm, Jahi will have to adjust to her new life and deal with everyday problems that she has never experienced before. From working to pay for living expenses to arguing with her landlord whenever her rent is late, the great Jahi will not be discouraged. This is like a more etchy version of The Devil is a Part-Timer. Yes, I definitely get those vibes from it. The other one, the other, what's the name, what's that other one about the angel who comes to Earth and becomes like a, basically like an otaku? Uh, her name is Gabriel. I know that, but I don't remember the name of the show. Mm, Gabriel Dropout. Yes, Gabriel Dropout. Whoa! Whoa! Look at you <laughs> I, I haven't even seen that Dan, show. You're a genius. It, it gives me it gives me vibes of that as well. Which Gabriel Dropout is really good. You should watch it. That's okay. funny. Um, this show looks great. I haven't read the manga. I know you have read a couple chapters of it. Uh, I just kind of like took a quick look at it. It seems okay. really fun so far. I've seen a lot of memes from it. Um, I am familiar with the uh, with the. <laughs> I tried my best. Yes, I tried my <laughs> best. Um, so I can't wait for this one to come out. We I will can't check wait for back our in. Meme podcast. Oh man, well, it's going to be the best, the meme cast. Um, but we will keep you posted on this one when it comes out. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it because I'm excited for it. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah the the next show we're going to talk about is is very different from jahi uh and this is sunny boy uh sony boy Su- i think it's sunny, sunny boy. boy yeah um it comes to us from studio madhouse so like right off the bat you know it's gonna be a banger um give them the list <laughs> yes you ready for this get ready you're not ready 
Death Note, One Punch Man, Hunter x Hunter, No Game, No Life, Black Lagoon, Overlord, Trigon, My Love Story, Hajime no Ippo, A Place Further Than the Universe, Chihaya Furu, and Ace of Diamond. I said it right that time. You did say it. Right. <laughs> there are, first of all, when we talk about this list, there are so many that we left off because you can't. Madhouse oh, God. Is Madhouse is ridiculous. Basically, any good sports anime they've had a hand in, too. Yeah. But, like, we were talking about, like, Kyoto Animation earlier with a, a, a studio that has a wide breadth of, of yeah. talent. Like, you got everything from, like, My Love Story, you've got your classic Shonen, you've got mm -hmm. Death Note, which whatever that is, psycho <laughs> psychological thriller, you've got, you know, Slice Trigun. of Life. Trigun. you got Trigun. It's it's great. Uh, Madhouse is great. Yeah. We love so, it. So, just to kind of... Uh, only the first episode is out as of the recording of this, um, so I don't know a ton of what's going on, because it's also, like, very confusing and, and at first, in, in a good way. Um, but basically, uh, all the students of this school are suddenly transported to a black void via lightning strike. So basically, there's just, like, the school, and then outside of the school is just black void. Um, there's nothing around. They have no communication with the outside world. Um, uh, many of the students also receive uh, special powers, uh, including like doling out punishment. So like one guy can be like punishment and then an X appears on their uh, face. And if they've broken the rules, they have to like do whatever he says, basically. Um, I'm sure he won't abuse that at all. <laughs> watch the first episode. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, one guy who can like disrupt space and time and the way they animate it's like super cool. Um and then there's, like, someone who has the power of electricity and, like, all different sorts of stuff. It's basically, like, Lord of the Flies with superpowers and anime. Um, and uh, uh, from what I understand, most of this is going to take place on a beach. But I'm not going to say any more than that because I don't want to spoil any of the first episode. Um, but this is an original anime. Um, the drawing style is very reminiscent of kind of, like early 90s late 80s like i kind of think of the characters kind of look like akira ish not oh, not okay. not any of the like weirdness to it but just like kind of just the how way the people drawn. are drawn yeah. um it's kind of this very old very simplistic animation style that you might see from a studio that was doing like all the animation themselves yeah but i think that they use that as kind of like a juxtaposition to all the other things they're doing like all of the like powers are like animated really well and like from you know just knowing madhouse like it's gonna be like eye candy and some pretty crazy and unexpected ways so um i'm always a proponent of original animes they're very few and far between yeah. and like the one that we watched last season vivi was friggin stellar so anytime you have uh, uh a studio doing an original anime i'm always on board yeah i mean like you know how i get into my anime whenever whenever an anime comes out for a romance manga i've been reading i freak out but like i also really enjoy original anime i think it's an opportunity for like studios to really get creative um and i'm interested in this one i do want to watch it it's have, wasn't on my list for this episode but it's definitely on my list for this season um another anime which is which is not on my list for this season um you know what I'm gonna try and change your mind right here. All right, that's, let's do it. That's that's what we're Play gonna do. Play the changing right now. mind music. <laughs> Editor, best boy Dan here. What in the hell does changing mind music sound like? And now back to the show.
I'm I I already know that editor Best Boy Dan just dropped in and said something snide there. <laughs> um so the next one is Kanojo Mo Kanojo, which I have written here as Kanojo X Kanojo, which do not search that. No, don't search that. Don't search that. Um, Kanojo Mo, M-O, Kanojo. Um, it's from Tezuka Productions, who have done Astro Boy, Blackjack, Dororo, and How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. Um, think more on the How Not to Summon a Demon Lord side of things. Clearly. Um, but basically after a lifetime of friendship... Uh, Noya Nauya. Nauya uh, Mukai uh, has finally successfully asked out his childhood sweetheart, Saki Saki. Uh, his life is finally perfect. Nothing could be better until he receives an unexpected love confession from his kohai, Nagisa Minase. She is so cute, thoughtful, and of course buxom. Uh, but he couldn't possibly give up dating his current girlfriend, so what to do? Uh, well, the obvious choice, of course. Date both of them. Thus begins the story of three high schoolers living together for reasons uh, and navigating a thruple. Um, this is my etchy of choice for the season, uh, and I'm going to double down on this. Okay. Uh, one thing that I, I, we should probably take this moment to to talk about is this is a an etchy filled season. Mm-hmm. Like even it really sh- is even shows that are not etchy have just like obscenely large opi in them for yeah. for reasons. Like, we'll talk about it when we get to um, Peach Boy Riverside. But... Well, I mean, even shows that don't typically do a lot of, like, fan service are doing a little bit of fan service. Like, My Hero had a mini beach episode. Yeah, mini beach episode. And the um, the one we just talked about with them going back in time. Um, oh, yeah, that one is etchy. Yeah, yeah is like, etchy, and it doesn't really have any thing to do with the story i will say this the 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 next two like episodes two and three are not as etchy as the first one but it's but, like it's just in there but yeah. there the if if you are a fan of the etchy genre which best boy justin do you care to like explain to those who are maybe not familiar with that term yeah so etchy is kind of a complicated term it doesn't have a very direct English translation. A lot of times you'll see thirsty. This, <laughs> I would thirsty. say is the closest. A lot of times you'll see this translated as like softcore porn, but that's not really what it is. Um, Etchy is more of like a sexually suggestive. It's um, it's designed for essentially the eyes of young men. Yes, it is definitely it is definitely for the male gaze. It is sexually suggestive, but it is not explicitly sexual. Uh, a lot of times it is it involves comedic elements. Um, it involves a lot of opi. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's etchy it, is complicated. It kind of it has its roots in like the very old days of like Japanese ukiyo ed paintings, mm-hmm. where they would you know women were very frequently a subject of these paintings, and it was kind of the first. Uh, one of the earliest art styles to feature the nude female form in Japan. It's also very complicated in Japan with their censorship laws. Yeah. So it, it is a tier below, like, straight up, like, porn. Yeah, it's not porn. Despite what you will see it labeled <laughs> it's, as... It's, I can't believe it's not porn. Yes, that's exactly... <laughs> this is the margarine... This is the margarine of porn. Uh, that Put that on a t-shirt, please. Um, um, but yeah, so... so uh, this show definitely has elements of it. You know, there's, like, people bathing together and all that sort of stuff. What I will say is it it is nothing near the goddess of uh, 
or the mother, mother of Goddess, Goddess Dormitory, Dormitory yeah, which we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get into. Um, you know, there's like some suggestive scenes and like jokes and whatnot. Um, but so far, this is delivering on kind of what I hoped the show would be, and it's just kind of like a comedy about a throuple, mm-hmm. um, which I'm always a fan of when anime likes to you know show something different than the like societal norms when it comes right. to relationships and things like that um you know all of the characters are really good like the main character is like not just like you actually like the main character which in a lot of these kind of like etchy shows they're awful mm-hmm. like the main character in like uh high school dxd is just like they call him the grab and dragon like what the f- <laughs> it's you know like he is a wholly dislikable character um this main guy is like actually like a nice person he takes care of both of them he um you know cares about their feelings wants to make them comfortable he's just like a little selfish and wants to date two women which like you know I don't necessarily blame him for that. Um, the Seems like a lot you know work. the original uh, girl that he's dating, Saki Saki. Um, she is like very over the top, like throwing punches at any like misunderstanding. A, a lot of this show is just like misunderstandings and then like comedic like fallout from that. Right. Um, but the and then the like other girl who like confesses Nagisa, like. She has been in love with him for, like, years, and she basically, like, almost failed out of junior high because she was, like, learning how to cook just to, like, win him over and stuff. And she's, like, super cute and has, Which, if you're trying to win me over... Yeah, right? Food is Um, not the worst idea. You know, so it's... It's... There's, like, a competition between the two girls, but they're also, like very friendly towards each other. So all in all, it is, like, just kind of, like, a nice rom-com that just kind of happens to be about a throuple so like on the surface it feels like it would just be like typical etchy fantasy like fair but it it really is more of a rom-com than that by a wide margin so thus that is the reason why i think you would enjoy the show Uh, i don't know you know i'm not (laughs) i'm not huge into harem shows so but so far it's not a harem it's just the two of them i don't know anything i'm old-fashioned best boy dan anything more than one woman is a harem for me (laughs) um um but yeah moving on uh to something that does have more than one woman but only women uh is the Akatope on white sand streaming on crunchyroll coming to you from pa works they did angel beats and another um and uh you know this show is it centers around fuka mia's uh fuka miyazawa's idol career uh was pretty much over before it ever started it's better to walk away early after all people keep telling her Feeling the weight of her dreams crashing down around her, Miyazawa is paring, uh, preparing to leave Tokyo when her mother lets it slip that the neighborhood is planning to throw her a feel-better party when she gets home. <laughs> Hanging up the phone, she notices a poster for Okinawa and her plans suddenly change, as she desires suddenly to be anywhere but home. Uh, it is in Okinawa where Miyazawa uh, crosses paths with Kukuru Misa, uh, Misakino, an 18-year-old high school girl working in an aquarium. The two girls end up teaming up to save the aquarium and embark on a journey to explore their dreams and confront their realities. Um, I love this. Uh, you know, I, I, I was really interested in this show uh, when I read the, the description and I'm like having watched it. There's like a supernatural element mm-hmm. to it. 
Um, the show is really, really interesting. The show's tagline is two girls meet at the ruins of a damaged dream. Uh, and I can't decide whether to make that the title of a post-rock album or my relationship status on Facebook, because that's just <laughs> a really good line. Um, but this show is really great. It's really interesting. Uh, the visuals are absolutely stunning. Like the, the aquarium, uh, it has a lot of CG that's really well done. Um, which is unusual because I, you know, I figured going into it being the fact that it takes place in an aquarium, there would be some CG. I didn't think it would be CG as good fish. as it is. Yeah, there's CG fish. Uh, it, it looks it really it looks really good. Um, I feel like the story has a lot to tell. Uh, the most recent episode of it that I watched kind of gets really deep into uh, the way these two girls kind of approach their realities. So like you have, uh, you know, Miyazawa, who is kind of confronting the fact that, hey, her dream is over, like... Which is a lot to deal with at the tender age of 18. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I know that. I know that feel. Yeah. So, like, uh, you have that, and then you have, you know, um, this girl, uh, Kukuru, who is kind Kukuru. of... Kukuru. Kukuru. No, absolutely not. Uh, who is kind of, like, in the earlier stages of, of the same thing that uh, Miyazawa went through. And, like, you can kind of see that Miyazawa recognizes that. So like she oh God, this, is kind this of, anime is gonna be way too real for me. Yeah. So she 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 is she ends up being kind of drawn to Kukuru in this in this way of like kind of like I can't quite tell like I'll have to see more episodes whether it's more of a like hey like I see I've seen this happening and I want to help you prevent it or like hey I've seen this happening and I know it's gonna really suck so like I kind of want to like you know, commiserate with you. Or, hey, I see this happening and I want to make out with you. Or maybe that too. Uh, I don't actually, like, at first I thought maybe this might be a Yuri show. I don't know that it is. Okay. Um, it, it could it could still definitely be. Um, but all in all, I think this one is definitely worth a watch. Even if, like, I don't even necessarily know that Slice of Life, descri- like, when I first saw this show, I was like, oh, it's going to be a Slice of Life about aquariums. But it's not really that. It sounds it's, like it's a, drama. a drama. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely going to be more of, like, a kind of uh, a drama with a, a Slice of Life kind of undertones to it. Um, so I definitely recommend giving that one a shot. Yeah, I'm, I, I feel like that one might be one that I pick up. Yeah, I'll let you know going forward. Um, one thing that I cannot necessarily recommend picking up, however... Oh, no, really? Yeah, ...is a Drugstore in Another World, The Slow Life of a Cheat Pharmacist, streaming on Crunchyroll, coming to you from EMT Squared. They did Assassin's Pride, another bad show. <laughs> um, but uh, the synopsis of this show centers around Reiji, former, wave slave, uh, former wage slave turned isekai alchemist, uh, runs a fantasy drugstore alongside his unfairly kawaii companions, Noera the werewolf and Mina the ghost. When he's not too busy making the tastiest and most effective potions in the kingdom, my potions are too strong for you, traveler. He uses his modern knowledge to create things like deodorant and dish soap in order to improve on the lives of the villagers and his friends. Now, I have a couple problems with this show. Uh, the first one, the the way it presents itself as an isekai. You know how most shows, it's like, oh, this guy, he had this life, and he died, and now he's in a new world? Mm-hmm. They don't do that at this show. They literally, they show his face, and like, he, like every character, when they first introduce him, they get like a little title card. Mm-hmm. And they show his face, and his title card literally just says, isekai resident. <laughs> I so, mean... Like, he has been isekai He has definitely been reincarnated in this world, but they don't ever talk about I it. I mean, I feel like that's becoming, like, a thing. Because even with the, um... 
with the realist uh, hero, mm. it's basically like they have that scene with his grandfather where his grandfather's like, you know, family is important. Like right. he, he gets all like Dom from Fast and the Furious. Uh, and then it's like, bam, they're like, oh yeah, we, we used to guide you. You're here now. And he's but like, okay. See, here's the thing. Like that gives you key context, like into the, into the character's life and their background. Like we get no context for this character's like background. We have no insight other than the fact that we know that he lived at some point in a future time period. I like, guess what's the oh god what's the isekai where yeah, oh no it was uh it was ReZero where he's like an otaku and he's like going he's like uh he's a neat he's like a shut yeah, in he's a shut in and he like goes out to like get his thing like they did a really good job of setting up Subaru's life ahead, yeah, before that and they they completely skipped this and like one of the things that like this is what I, the impression that I got while I was watching this show it's like if they all sat down in a room and they were like hey we're going to take a bunch of elements from like all of the best isekai that's out there right now and we're going to put it all together and we're going to make it our own and we're going to make our show. But they, they forgot to do the second step where they make it their own. So it's kind of just a collection of just tropes from of isekai everything. that doesn't have like a very like compelling overarching story and like i will say this like the characters are aggressively cute like the <laughs> the werewolf she is adorable like she is like very clearly crafted to be in this kind of tradition of very cute isekai characters yeah. like but like it's not enough yeah. you know like it's there's not enough story there's not enough investment for me like and that's unusual coming from me like someone who watches slice of life shows that don't really have a lot of like overarching story there's still not enough for me quick side tangent yeah is dragon made an isekai no because she's she's still in her own world yes but all the dragons are coming right but they can freely travel back and forth i don't consider that an isekai unless you die you don't think gates an isekai no really yeah i don't think gates an isekai i think it is no i think it's like a fantasy sci-fi because like here's the thing not all of them can freely travel though not only toru can. can No, they can. No, no. They say the only people who are strong enough Lukuo to... Lukuo can. Lukuo can, but Lukuo is strong enough. Yeah, Kana so can can't. Fafnir. Almost everyone can except for Kana, because she's too young. So Kana is an isekai. Kana's the isekai. No, for, <laughs> like, all, this, all this was to get at that Kana is the cutest isekai character. She is. That yeah, was, for, that was fine, all sure. I was She's the cutest towards. character of all. <laughs> but like, no. Here, I'm going to get on my isekai soapbox. I don't think it counts as an isekai unless you die or you're trapped. Hold on. We'll discuss more next episode. We will. S- spoilers. But I'm right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like this, it, it grabs a bunch of details from other isekai. So like you get like this whole thing with like making deodorant and dish soap, you get that from like bookworm yeah. and like you get like the cute characters, like you have in a bunch of other shows, but like, it's not, it doesn't have enough overarching story. It's not interesting. It's not engaging. It's just like little vignettes of an isekai without the elements that make an isekai interesting. Um, I may pick it back up if I find myself with some extra time at the end of the season, but like, I would much rather just go back and watch something I missed last season. Yeah, like Escape the Infinity. Yeah, or, you know, Vivi. Oh yeah, you should watch Vivi. But, uh, so yeah, that is my sad report for Drugstore in Another World, a show that I was actually kind of excited for. Or, 
I got a show that you could pick up. Okay. Um, the Case Study of Vanitas. Mm. This is on Funimation. It comes from Studio Bones, who's another heavy hitter. You may have heard of a little thing called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Never heard My of it. Hero Academia that nope. they did. Noragami, Mob Psycho 100, Soul Eater, Full Metal Alchemist, Bungo Nothing. Stray Dogs, Skate the Infinity, Cowboy Bebop the Movie, Space Dandy, Carolyn Tuesday, Halo Legends, just to name a few. Bit, bit shows. <laughs> um, but the show is uh, about... Uh, this vampire who once lived, known as Vanitas, he was hated by his own kind for being born under the blue full moon, as most arise uh, on the night of the Crimson One. Afraid and alone, he created the Book of Vanitas, a cursed grimoire. That grimoire. Would... Grimoire? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Grimoire. Um, that would one day take his vengeance on all vampires. This is how the story goes, at least. The show follows Noé, a young man traveling aboard an airship in 19th century Paris uh, with one goal in mind, to find the Book of Bonitas. Also, side tangent, this airship is beautifully drawn. It's like the steampunk, like, uh, floating ship city thing. It's awesome. Okay. Um, there's, like, I'll get into the kind of art design of the show, but it's really cool. Um a sudden vampire attack leads him to meet the enigmatic Vanitas, a doctor who specializes in vampires, and much to Noe's surprise, is a completely ordinary human. The mysterious doctor has inherited both the name and the infamous text from the Vanitas of legend, using his grimoire to heal his patients, but behind his kind demeanor lies something a bit more sinister, which we haven't really gotten into yet in the show, um, so I'm very interested to see what that twist is going to be like. Um, this, in my opinion, is the most beautiful show this season. Okay. Like, the, so it has these, like, kind of steampunk elements where I'm not even really sure where that comes from. Like, the airship was super steampunk, and they have, like, a couple things here and there, but for the most part, it's just kind of, like, you know, old day, like, Paris, and the way that they draw Paris is absolutely gorgeous. Like, I've been to the city, and this is, like spot on kind of like renderings of it mm. um the like arc de triomphe is in there and it looks unbelievable um character designs are all pretty interesting but like overall like the background designs this is i personally think one of the most beautiful shows um the op is like really fun and silly and like goes with a certain portion of the show the the whole show is like this kind of amalgamation of like drama really tight action sequences um you know suspense um intrigue a whole lot of like comedy like they break from all that to do the silly kind of like moe like faces and all that sort of stuff i love that um it's it's just got elements of everything and so far it's hitting on all of them like usually when you have that kind of breadth of things going on in a show it becomes a jumbled mess but this one is balancing it uh, really well so far so Neat. strong strong recommend on that one as a little side tangent i just wanted to say i love like when the shows do that like when they they make the moe faces yeah. like when jujutsu kaisen would do that i would go oh, oh they do yeah. the faces no this this one does it really well and like and the the opening sequence really like captures that feel to it but uh, all of that aside too it's just like a, a really cool take on the vampire genre too like just the way 
it handles it because they're they're born they're not necessarily created though they i think they can be created too um and like their kind of true names get taken over which makes them evil which is why he has to use the grimoire to like heal them so it's it's a very interesting take on the whole genre interesting um as promised earlier uh, we are also going to discuss uh, the Mother of Goddess Dormitory, which is available on High Dive. Because that's the only place it could possibly be available. <laughs> um, which you, uh, Best Boy Justin actually just sent me uh, a, an article about this. Yeah, so this show this show exists in, it, well, it originally existed in two iterations. You had the censored broadcast version, and then you had the uncensored version. High Dive has both, because in case you don't know this about High Dive, their whole thing is, like, they have a bunch of uncensored anime. But they just released a third iteration <laughs> of this, which is the see-through edit, which... Did you watch it? I didn't watch no. it. No. Oh, it came out today. That's right. Yeah. There's the see-through edit, which I imagine is probably, like... I don't even know some, what like, that How do you means? even get in between it? Because, like, the, 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 the broadcast version just has, like, rays of light oh and my steam God. covering it's everything. so and much then, rays of light. Yeah. So much rays of light because the uncensored version is it's just... full frontal nudity. All over the place. Yeah. Just ridiculous amounts. Um, but before we... Let's, let's talk a little bit about the show oh, first. Oh, God. Um... Do you wanna do you wanna do the synopsis or do you want me to? Do no. It? Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, also, this one comes from Studio Azred, who did uh, Mirai Nikki. I didn't watch it, which is supposed to be good. For it's what supposed I to be good. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Nagumi Koshi is a twelve-year-old boy. I will say that again. He is a twelve-year-old boy. This is really important. This is important to the story. He's a twelve-year-old boy who was abandoned by his father after their house caught on fire, leaving him to roam the streets penniless. Then one day, a girl named Minerva, who finds him lying on the sidewalk, takes him to a woman's college dormitory, one for knowing, no, one known for housing troublesome residents, and asks him to be their dormitory mother. Surrounded by older women and forced to deal with their idiosyncrasies, Koshi starts his new, somewhat etchy life. Somewhat is an understatement. Somewhat is an understatement. As you have listed here, Best Boy Dan, this is Shota softcore porn. Yeah. You remember earlier <laughs> when we were talking about how etchy isn't necessarily softcore porn? That's what this is. Yes. This is softcore porn. There, so it, there's been this weird trend lately where it seems like almost every season there's like one show that's like, Let's try and ride this line as close yeah. as possible. So, like, we had interspecies reviewer yep. reviewers. We had redo of a healer. This is this is up there. So yeah, this show is a lot. Like we have we in the first like twenty seconds of the show, you've got full frontal nudity. It's it's everything's out. And it's, I, that's literally how the earlier, show opens. <laughs> in case you missed it, when I said it earlier, the main character is a twelve-year-old boy. You know what? And it it would be fine almost if it was just like a twelve-year-old boy like walking in on like naked women which happens plenty yeah but the part where it becomes problematic is when like the college students are like licking food off of his cheek or yeah. Yeah. like he falls into their crotch and they like make the face at, <laughs> or like you know they like put their boobs on his head it is it is not okay. Yeah, like I mean, the real title of this show should be "Help." I'm a homeless middle schooler who's being forced to live with women who have inappropriate relations with twelve year old boys. Oh. Please call the police. It's oh my god. Like, listen, I I am a man of culture. I like that she stuff out there, uh, but 
this is this is not okay <laughs> this is the absolutely most not okay show that i may continue to hate watch <laughs> because um, like i hate it so much but it is fun to me to watch something that i hate so much i think i might not watch the uncensored <laughs> version anymore though <laughs> Yeah, so let's talk about Remain. <laughs> yeah, anyway, moving on. No, listen, I want to say one more thing about Mother okay. of Goddesses Dormitory. Um, there are better etchy shows out there. Please there are better etchy shows out there. This show is, like, it had, like, when I read the description, I was like, this sounds like it could be interesting. And then when I watched the first 20 seconds of it, I was like, oh, it's going to be this. Well, my favorite part was that I watched it first. You did and watch then, it first. And then I came over and Best Boy Justin was like, oh, you want to watch this show? And I was like, you don't want to watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, no, 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 let's watch it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so this this show is a lot. I don't recommend it. I may watch it and check back in in a, a, every couple episodes to let you know how terrible it is. Um, but this show is, it's a lot, man. Yeah. Anyway, Remain. Remain. So we've talked about this a few times before. It's on Funimation. Uh, it comes from Studio Mappa, who uh, we love. Th- who we love. We already listed some of their stuff, but some other things that they have done, which were not on the previous list, were Jujutsu Kaisen, Attack on Titan, uh, Yuri on Ice, God of High School, Zombieland Saga, Doro Hidoro, um, and Yasuke. So again, Mappa just crushing it. Yeah. Um, crushing it also maybe having some labor issues but yeah so i'm not gonna get on my soapbox right now. yeah at some point we are gonna have to have a discussion about how mappa treats their employees um yeah part of the reason they make so much good stuff is on the backs of people but uh this story picks up with our main character and his prodigious teammates having just won the national uh water polo junior high water polo championships uh kind of imagine the like generation of miracles from uh kuroko no basketball um then suddenly the protagonist's mom crashes the car resulting him uh being in a coma uh for four months he loses all of his memory and his uh muscle mass wasn't it six months it was like a six months year. four months it was a long months, time he a was long in a time. long coma um it, he even forgets everything about water polo including the rules uh and thus begins the story of a fledgling water polo team so what I'll say about this show is it hasn't really gotten in far enough where we can make like a decisive judgment on it. What I've seen so far, I've really enjoyed. It's going through all the steps of a good sports anime, at least in my opinion. Uh, most of the time, you don't need to like jump right into it. You kind of take the time to build all the characters, especially on a team sport. Yeah. Um, so far, I really like all of the characters. They all seem interesting. I like the conceit of the memory loss thing. Like, even though that's, like, a trope and, like, done to death, like, yeah. generally. I think it's done well in But I case. think it's, you know, I don't know the rules of water polo. And I think most people don't. So I think this is a really good way to, like, you know, set up the whole story. Because you have his teammates that have, like, gone on to, like, you know continue to be like good at it where he has to relearn everything and all these people have expectations of him even though he doesn't know how to like even play anymore so you get to learn the sport with him again um and you know it's drawn really well uh if it's anything like you know ipo or or any of the other things that we listed like if they can get the hype in the sport, then this is going to be a great show. Um, yeah. But we just haven't really seen 
that. It's only he hasn't even played the sport yet. Yeah. Uh, One one thing that I think is interesting about this show is compared to a lot of other sports anime is that like a lot of times with sports anime you have the main character starting off as an underdog. So like you have the main character who you know he wanted to play the sport but he couldn't for whatever reason or like they were just never good at it and they had to work really hard. But like in this case you have the main character who is an established champion at this sport. But having to learn it from, you know, from step zero. Yeah. Which I think is a very interesting conceit. Um, I love the animation style. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I The characters all are really cool looking, too. Yeah, the characters are really cool looking. I don't know anything about water polo. <laughs> I know it's not anything like other polo. Um, <laughs> because that happens on horses. And you can't bring horses in the water. I mean... Not you can lead a attitude. horse to water, but you can't make him drink. <laughs> but you can't make him play water polo. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm interested in seeing where this show goes. So. Yeah. It's definitely one to keep an eye on. We'll, we'll keep you up to date on it. Absolutely. Um, up next, we have Idaten Deities in the Peaceful Generation. Uh, we haven't actually seen this one yet. Uh, it's coming to Crunchyroll July 23rd. So mm-hmm. we're recording this before then. Um, also do. from MAPPA, because, you know, they put out a lot of shows. They do. Um, yeah. Um, it has been 800 years since the Battle of the Gods, Idaten, uh, who boast overwhelming speed and strength, contain the demons who led uh, to the world rune after a fierce battle. That battle is now just an old tale in a distant myth. While the peaceful generations of gods who have never fought since they were born are out of peace, someone has revived the demons from a long sleep. Bring armed forces, wisdom, politics, conspiracy, whatever you can use. No rule and no limit. Three-way battle royale is about to begin. Um, this looks awesome. Um, the trailer is really cool. It's going to be, I think this is probably going to be um, the second best um, battle anime of the season. Yeah, we're going to talk about the best <laughs> battle anime of the season in a minute. Um, um, but I'm curious about this one. I'm yeah. going to watch it when it comes out. Uh, it comes out on July 23rd, by the way. Yeah, um, so so that's it'll yeah. be out when this episode comes out. But yeah, this check is it before out before that. Let us know what you think, best buds. Uh, we'll let you know what we think of the first episode next time. Absolutely. And another thing that we will let you know about that we haven't watched yet is Nighthead twenty forty one streaming on Crunchyroll. Um, this one uh, it actually came out on July fifteenth. Just haven't had time to watch it. Um, it comes to you from Studio Shirogumi, who hasn't really done anything super notable that I've noticed. Um, but the story follows the Kirihara brothers who, uh, from a young age, were incarcerated in a secure scientific facility due to their supernatural powers, having escaped after the barrier that was pre- preventing them malfunctions. The story also follows the Kuroki brothers who are trying to chase after the Kirihara brothers. Uh, looks interesting. It looks like your standard kind of sci-fi thriller um, suspense type of show. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm super into that. Uh, so I kind of can't wait for this one to come out. Or, no, it's out already, but I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> there because you go. that's the thing that we do. Uh, anyway, moving on, we have The Duke of Death and His Maid, streaming on Funimation, coming to you from J.C. Staff. We love J.C. Staff. Um, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Uh, sometimes we don't. But anyway, cursed by a witch as a child, a young duke gained the unwanted power to kill every living thing he touches. Forced to move away from his family and into a large mansion deep in the woods, the duke is treated as if he does not exist and is continually shunned by his peers. However, he is not entirely alone. Rob and Alice, his butler and maid, are always by his side. Alice loves to tease him, and as their relationship grows, the duke makes it his goal to break free from his deadly curse. Of course, he is going to need some help, and who better to deal? Uh, who better to do this than the various inhabitants of the 
supernatural. Um, I like this show. This show is like the the more wholesome version of the type of show that the mother of Goddess's Dormitory is. Yeah, it's it is surprisingly like really really grown on me as it's gone on. Um, a couple of things to point out with it. It is the characters are all CG. Yeah, um, which. I have mixed feelings on. It's not the worst I've seen. It's not the worst, um, but I actually, you know, the character designs notwithstanding, um, I love the backgrounds. Yeah, the backgrounds are all, like, oil paintings, and you can kind of see the canvas behind it. Um, I I think they're absolutely beautiful. And that kind of juxtaposition with the CG and the oil painted backgrounds works surprisingly well. Um, I think it's definitely not the worst CG I've seen, and I think it works really well with the background. It doesn't... It's noticeable, but it doesn't take it me is out noticeable. of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's not like when you're watching a show and, uh, like, we were watching Eurocamp the other yeah, day and, and they the just car. had a CG car, like, yeah. and you're like, it takes you out of it for a second. This is just, like, it's part of the show. You kind of, like, get into it. Um, originally, I wrote this as Shota and Lukoa, the anime, um, but that's that's not really true as it went no, on. No, as, yeah, it definitely starts that way. You yeah. definitely do have a more, like, like, the, the, it's, so, like, basically this, like, boy gets sent away from his family and is just like totally dejected and like doesn't want to be around anyone and is like super depressed but he has this one maid who's like super buxom uh and just like always way too close to him but like they have this really kind of like touching love between them Mm -hmm. um you know they they clearly and as it goes on you kind of see the depths of their feelings for each other and i think it's actually going to turn out into like a really like kind of uh heartfelt romance story either that or the worst kind of tragedy <laughs> yeah where he like accidentally touches her like yeah. halfway through the season and she dies never mind halfway through and do it in episode four and then the rest of the season will be real real sad uh, yeah just him dealing with the depression like, hey do you guys want to watch six episodes of the saddest boy <laughs> oh uh you want to watch march comes in like a lion <laughs> which i said six not 48 which I also started rewatching that show because oh yeah, I want to so do a rewatch good. of that. Maybe so now that good. I have time, there's time now. Yes. Um, up next is also a surprisingly good show. Um, uh, good as as maybe stretching it. I, I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, okay. This is Peach Boy Riverside. It's from Asahi Production, uh, who did Akudama Drive, Girls Frontline, a bunch of Hello Kitty stuff, and this a lot of Sugar Bunny stuff. Uh, shrug emoji um did you say the word shrug emoji <laughs> i mean yeah okay um that's not how emojis work wait, but okay. no it, they totally are what were we watching that puts the heart emoji oh that was uh tokyo revengers tokyo revengers in the in the subtitles they keep putting heart emojis after um things that mikey says mikey says which is kind of hilarious um so this show is about uh, Salterine Aldiki, or sorry, uh, she is a bright, cheerful princess who wants to go on an adventure because she's bored of her tiny little castle in the countryside. One day, a horde of vicious demons known as Oni come knocking on her doorstep, threatening the lives of everyone in the kingdom. Thankfully, they are saved by a lone traveler, Kibitsu Makoto, who slays three of these monsters with a mysterious peach eye. Shocked by the dangers of the outside world, Sari decides to set off on a journey of her own. Little did she know she would set 
uh, in motion a chain of events that will come to determine the fate of the magical world. Um, first and foremost, this is a fantasy and not an isekai, which I cannot remember the last time I saw one of those. Um, yeah. Just like I mean, Goblin Slayer, really, right? Yeah, I guess Goblin Slayer was the last one. But like that is the only thing that I can think of that is just like just a fantasy um we love goblin slayer by the way the other thing i like about it is like all that background like they do not give you up front they just drop you into the story and like you kind of figure out the world as they go which is nice i, I yeah. don't like hand holding and I, I think that's one of the things that isekai does like be, the nature of it is to make it easy to explain the world because you are seeing it through the eyes of a protagonist who is new to this world and like they get to explain it because he's new. This is, they're not even doing any of that. Um, this is also the show that I mentioned earlier that just like, you know, it looks like an etchy show from the poster because everyone just has massive opie in it. Mm -hmm. um, it is completely inconsequential to the story. Um, I mean, it almost always is. But. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but they don't, they don't, you know, linger on it. They don't, you know, it's not like any like weird creepy shots of it or anything. It's just how those characters are designed. Uh, very similar to um, the uh, One Piece, right? Like all of those okay. women are just like kind of ridiculously drawn, but like they don't really get into like the etchy of it so right. much. Um, I mean, I can definitely appreciate a good like kind of in media res opening, you know, where you get to learn about the show. But like, I don't know, I just don't feel like it was done well. It, like the contrast to this show uh, would be the drugstore right where they just drop you into it but there's no there's no like substance yeah know? this this one seems pretty pretty good in in how they're doing it um but uh, the story seems interesting so far so like the demons um you know there's demons and humans and they hate each other and they're like constantly at war and then you have these people with these like peach eyes which i don't really know anything about but they're like super powerful and they just kill a bunch of demons and stuff um but the the demon designs are really interesting the kind of power system is is pretty unique um so all in all like just a, a kind of unique experience in the in this landscape so i'm checking it out so far i'm enjoying it awesome would recommend excellent and that about does it for our section for the new anime or at least the new anime that we're going to talk about i'm sure there's some out there that we missed uh if there are let us know um but without further ado, we are going to go ahead and uh, move right along into some of the returning anime for this season, of which there are a couple ones of note. Um, do you I like that we have a nice little sandwich of, like, two ones we've seen that we really love, two we haven't watched yet, and then, like, two that we also really love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you want to start this first one, Dan? I would love to. Um first up we have the second season part two of that time i got reincarnated as a slime um it's on crunchyroll it comes from 8-bit they also did uh infinite stratos and tokyo ravens um you know we have a, a synopsis here but like it's it's more slime yeah. um if you haven't watched it like this is probably one of the premier isekai around right now this is a very isekai etchy heavy season i'm realizing looking at this i mean it's been a very isekai heavy year yeah but, uh yeah so this season in particular is, is quite edgy. very much so though i will say like compared to some of the other stuff we've had this season like it almost makes slime look tame <laughs> yeah um but but you know slime is as good as always it's it's very much kind of like the beginning of the 
first part of the second season where like there was a bunch of big action at the end of yeah. the last one and so now like there's a lot of like positioning of characters but it seems like it's gearing up to a pretty intense war which i'm all about it seems like it's going to be some some cool stuff going on in that show so if you haven't caught up on slime if you like isekai like this is one of the the best out there that oh yeah absolutely that m- all of the other shows that we've talked about are drawing from yeah um but next up we have the best battle anime of 2021 so far (laughs) miss kobayashi's dragon maid s that's right the second season of miss kobayashi's dragon maid uh comes to you from kyoto animation we talked about them we love them they're great we want more from them um this show like this season so good is so good like first of all the the, op the op is fantastic it's not as good as the first one because how could it be but it's still really good up there i don't know i'm really enjoying it it's definitely the best op this season so far um i will say this like you know we were joking about it but like the action sequences in this season of dragon are really good like better than some of the action shows that we're watching. Like yeah, um, my roommate was watching uh, Record of Ragnarok, which is supposed to be a battle anime, and he had to shut it off because it was such trash. And I was like, should have been watching Dragon Maid. That's where the best fight sequences are. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like a lot of people like listen. We've recommended Dragon Maid to a lot of people. Some people are into it. Some people are not. It is one of the big. It is a specific taste, I think. One of the big complaints that I've gotten from people about Dragon Maid is that they want more of an overarching meta story, and for as much as season one didn't really do that until like the last like maybe couple like three or four episodes, yeah. this one jumps right into it. So like you kind of get more of the background of the different factions of dragons and mm-hmm. mystical creatures you get this kind of look into what the the world of dragons is like and how like kind of violent and chaotic it can be um you get a look at some good guys who act like bad guys and bad guys who act like good guys and uh, you know i think if you didn't like dragon maid because of that maybe this might kind of turn your opinion around on it well, and I think all everyone who I've seen have complaints with the show. I've only watched about half of the first season. And the thing that I love about the show is is just this kind of beautiful picture they paint of all of these relationships within it. So mm-hmm. once you have all of that built up over the first season, then you can kind of take those relationships and then go from there with it. Right. And I think they're doing a really good job of it. While also not losing all of the things that made the first season so good. Like yeah. uh, they do the little like um, character pops between, uh, and I mean like actual like text character. Yeah, they do between, like little emoticons uh, between between scenes, and they have that back from the first season uh, and kind of like a natural evolution to it, um, which is really nice. Um, and you also get like uh, you know Toru used to burn the title cards with like her breathing fire, and you get an also like an it. I'm not gonna like give it away because it's part of the plot, yeah. but like you also get an iteration of that in this season too. So like they kind of carry on. Some of the cuter like things that you come to expect from Dragon Maid into season two, but I do feel like they did a much more intentional job of like getting the backstory together for the show in the first episode. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, so far it's been really great. I, for me, I love all the like ancillary characters and, and they've been doing a really good job with them. Like, I love what they did with like Fafnir at the end of the last episode. Um, I like Lukua, who is one of my favorites has only been in like one scene, but like that's with the dancing, with the dancing and the recorder. It's just absolutely hysterical. I heard, I read a really good theory about that on Reddit the earlier today. The reason why that scene makes sense is because she is a snake dragon, uh-huh. and that's supposed to be like playing oh, the flute and then the snake, snake dances. Charmer. That makes so much sense. Yeah, right. Did um, you see the like yes, uh, the Darit thing said? I sent yes. you? <laughs> um, but like one of the other really great things I love about this one is like just the way they introduce these new characters. Like the, there is a new character in this season. I'm not going to give it away because I want you to experience it because it's such a great sequence. But like the Which way maybe we'll talk about all the like bs that went on with that too there was a lot of bullshit but like the the thing that i really same thing that happened with uh uzaki chan basically it's the same the internet doesn't like characters who have large breasts they whatever anyway um they're moving chairs upstairs it doesn't matter (laughs) um i loved the way they introduced the new character it was so like kind of like heart like it was like heartwarming almost like it was like this kind of like character who's kind of getting over trauma and she's like learning to like kind of accept um, like this type of this type of world that Toru and Kobayashi live in, and I think it was really well done. I'm not going to say any more about it because I don't want to spoil anything. It's really, really good. You should watch this show. Also, her hands are hilarious. Her hands are so funny. <laughs> oh my god, the thing with the I'm not going to say, but the thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what no, I'm talking I know about. Exactly what you're. Anyone you know who what we're knows, talking about. Anyone who knows what we're talking about uh, have have nightmares about those hands. Yeah, if you know, you know. If you don't know. Congratulations. Um, so I'm going to blast through the, the next two because I don't think we have too much to say on them. But um, My Next Life as a Villainous, All Roads Lead to Doom X uh, is out. It's the second season to My Life as a Villainous. I really enjoyed the first season. Best Boy Justin, you need to watch this. This is right I up watched part of it. I do need to finish it. It, um, it was good. But, but yeah, it, I'm a little surprised this is not a show that I expected them to make a sequel to because the first season wraps up pretty well. Um, but you know, I'm interested to, to see what it's like. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it's, uh, it's a fun kind of twist on, on the whole genre. Um, but basically the basic premise of it is like the main character gets dropped into an Otome game. Um, and basically like they're the villain of it. So they have to like make sure that, you know, the, the main character, uh, you know, doesn't end up like killing them. Yeah. Um, and then it, it's kind of like a reverse harem, basically. Okay. Um, uh, and then also we have Higurashi When They Cry Sotsu, which is a follow-up to Higurashi When They Cry Go. Um, and yeah, it's a horror anime. I didn't really watch more than the first nine episodes of the first season, so I don't have too much to say on it. But comes I've heard from good the same, things. Comes from the same studio as Interspecies Reviewers. So, you know, and it's got to be And also Rail good. Wars, which is one that I've actually kind of <laughs> wanted to watch. Um, I want to anime about trains. Yeah. Um, I but, love trains. But let's get into the other two, the last two the uh, last returning shows. Oh, three. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I didn't even see that one. Um, which are pretty awesome so far. Yeah, so we're going to start off. We're going to talk about My Hero Academia Season 5, streaming on Funimation and Crunchyroll, because it's the GOAT. Uh, comes to you from Studio Bones. Um, this is this is more My Hero. Listen, uh, we talk about it every time My Hero comes out. It, it's more My Hero, and it's yeah. good. I, like... Uh, there's really nothing to say. Like, if you're not watching My Hero by the <laughs> fifth season, like, 
You probably don't like Shonen. Yeah, I uh, mean, this show, it, it hits all of the major Shonen buttons. Um, it's nothing... It's, it's not, not... At this point, it's not really anything groundbreaking. No. But, like, it's good. It's not a change-your-life kind of show. Yeah. It's a show that you will watch... When it comes out every it's Saturday, also the water you look cooler forward show. To it. It's like everyone who's watching anime is watching My Hero for yeah. the most part. But like, it, it's one of those shows. Like the way it, the, for me, because like I'm not super into shonen. I watch it. I like it. But like, it's not like I'm not like the it's shonen or it's nothing kind of guy. <laughs> like some people are. But like, it's the show that like, hey, Saturday comes. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I know that My Hero is out, and I know it it's scratches be that like that like Saturday morning like cartoon yeah, yeah. itch the kind of or like the i get the same feeling from my hero as i did like going home and watching like dragon ball z in the afternoon yeah and i mean the relationships between the characters are interesting and engaging i'm not much of a shipper like like a shipper but mm. like i ship characters in my hero oh for sure you know like uh you know so tell me about your ships hit me up on twitter and instagram <laughs> but um no like it's uh it's it's one of those shows that i just really enjoy having around you know so like yeah. when when it's gone it's not like i miss it it's not like i'm like oh i can't wait for the next also season the my movies hero. are always but, fun to go to yeah but like when it's out i'm like oh why how did i not have this you know it's yeah. it's good I'm also really interested to see just, like, the full story. Like, I think yeah. this as a full piece is going to be, like, really good. Especially because we, we reported on this a few uh, episodes back. But, like, the mangaka was like, yeah, we're, we're on track to end this show the way I want to. Yeah, which, which is always is huge. Awesome. Um, so I think this is going to be good. There is also a movie coming out. I don't think it's not coming out this summer. I think it'll be out in the fall. I think, yeah, I think it's late. Um, so, you know, there's that to look forward to. Um, it's but great. This season's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the last show that we are caught up on is uh, Tokyo Revengers, which we got into really late. But we this did. is this is next to Dragon Maid, probably my favorite show going you on think so? right now. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I look forward to this every week. It's really interesting um we've talked about it a lot in recent episodes so we won't get too much into it but um especially if you like kind of like delinquent shows crazy hairstyles and mm-hmm. just like like kind awesome of a really jackets. cool yeah like a really cool like um like gang drama like intrigue show it's it's fun and the time travel elements are all like really cool except for the whole handshaking business but like yeah uh i i it's you know it's very much worth checking out yeah Um, absolutely i mean this this is like we we talked about we i remember last the last time we did one of these episodes we talked about the drip but like this show has the drip like it I is... really want to cosplay this show. I'm not like a cosplayer, but like I would wear like that outfit. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe minus the manji symbol. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So okay, uh, for you best ones out there who don't know, um, the manji is a Japanese word for a symbol that is actually very common across uh, pretty much all of Asia, which is what we would consider it's... to be a. Quote, Isn't unquote, it like a Hindu or a Buddhist symbol? It does have its origins in India, I believe in Hinduism. But like, um, it is what you what a lot of times is re- colloquially referred to as a reverse swastika, which is a misnomer because it was around way before the swastika yeah, was. Swastika is really a reverse. Manji. It's a reverse manji. Anyway, um, one of the things one of the things that Best Boy Dan noticed this one first um, was that they completely removed the images yeah. of it from the OP. Well, because I saw, I was watching um, the um, the OP, like, because it's so good. Yeah, it's um, good. 
I was watching the OP uh, like on YouTube and it must have been the Japanese broadcast version because I was like, holy crap, Swatsuka. And I was like, oh, wait, no, that's the that's the other one. Yeah, uh, because and, the name of the gang is the Tokyo Manji gang. That's yeah. what Manji means. Um, and what does that symbol mean? It's like peace or something. It's like, yeah, it has to or be like, like peace or tranquility or something yeah. like that. I don't quote me on that. I don't know directly off the top of my head. I do know that it is a religious symbol of some sort. It has a lot to do in Buddhism and Hinduism. Um, you see it a ton in Korea too. Um, but like, you know, it was one of those things that like, for, cause like for the first couple episodes, it was not removed from the broadcast and it was one of those things that I didn't even notice. Like it just completely was like background to me until it was so noticeably removed. Yeah. So it's like in the middle of a flag and they like just black it out. But then watching the episodes, we realized that there's like light flashes and like all the things yeah. they use to cover up nipples and etchy. But what's funny is they don't do it every time. Sometimes you can still see it. Yeah. Sometimes because it gets on their sleeve. Well, because it's on the sleeve of their jacket. So yeah. it's like hard to like cover it up all the time. Yeah, but anytime it's like supposed to be on screen for an extended amount of time, mm-hmm. yeah, they cover it up with light flashes or they just flat out black it out. Well, and we talked about this too because there's essentially two versions of an anime that's always released. There's the broadcast version which airs in Japan and then there's the worldwide one. And right. what we had discussed was um I I posited i was like i wonder if they just edited it for um the united states and what best boy justin had mentioned is that while we're very sensitive to things like that and obviously if maybe not as much as we should be but yeah no definitely not as much as we should be remember when nazis were bad Mm. (sighs) they still are um but uh but like you know if you aired that on like american broadcast like people wouldn't realize that it's not the same symbol. They would, like, have an uproar, and they'd be writing people and all that sort of stuff. Um, but even that, like, is nothing compared to Germany, which, right. like, has way more stricter laws about that, which also maybe we should, too. Yeah. Um, but, like, it makes sense that they would say, you know what, screw this, we don't want to deal with, like, you know, people being upset. We're just going to, you know edited out for the international yeah i mean if i had to guess i would say it was probably a mix of both because like technically the manji would not run afoul of the german laws but it's close enough that it would probably be an issue and then of course america being america yeah um so i figured they probably just said you know what for the international just get rid of it it's too much trouble um which i don't blame them necessarily like yeah. it is a business decision like they have to continue you know they have it's, to consider it's the not business worth of it too. the headache um i wish we were in a place where people enough people understood the you know the history of 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 what that symbol means to not have to censor it but like obviously we're not yeah um <laughs> yeah so God. if you if you noticed that good on you you have a keen eye if you didn't notice that well you learned something new and you're welcome yeah um something else you're welcome for is the tonikawa kawaii ova which is our transitions just keep getting better and better smooth bro that was like that was like teflon anyway uh tonikawa kawaii uh is gonna be having an ova this summer i don't remember if it has a solid release date it's not written down in our doc um it's coming on Crunchyroll. It's coming. It's going to be on Crunchyroll. It's going to be great. This show is great. I love the fact that it's getting an OVA because that is a pretty decent indicator that they are at least thinking about doing a season two. I think they'll do a season um, two, but I don't see why they wouldn't. It was one of their best shows of that of you know that particular season. Um, 
when it comes to you from seven arcs they did Sekiro day and they did dog days it's gonna be great it's gonna be cute we haven't had any information about um have wait did they say they were gonna do no no never mind i'm thinking of i'm thinking of uh Wodokoi. Uh, i don't think we've actually gotten any indication of what the content of it is gonna be but no matter what it is i'm sure it's gonna be great yeah as far as i'm concerned they just do the next chapter of the manga yeah they i mean they, they can probably do like a beach episode or you know whatever there because there is definitely a beach chapter in tony kawakoi if i remember correctly um but yeah i'm super excited for it i hope we don't have to uh well, we won't because it's going to be on Crunchyroll. So your guy in the alley is going to be lonely again. Yep. Um, but yeah, that does it. That's all of the returning anime that we are going to talk about. There is more out there, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure there's stuff we forgot that you think that is yeah, unforgivable. Let us, let us know what we're missing out on. Yeah, send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Best, best boy Justin, do you, do you hear something? Yeah, is that honking? It's, it sounds like it's getting closer. Oh, oh my god, it's Truck Coon! Run, best boy Dan, run! Best boy Justin, no!